to you live from the most landlocked county in Ireland. It's the Park Piles Podcast with your hosts, Peter, Donna Marie, and Maeve. Let's go fishing for gossip! Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Port Pals podcast. Due to some technical difficulties, our episode is obviously late as you can tell and it's not going to be its usual format. You are going to be hearing highlights of the conversation between myself, Maeve and Donna that we recorded earlier in the week. Still the same shows, still the usual banter, just a little bit different format. So I hope you enjoy, hope it doesn't take away from your viewing pleasure and we will be back to normal next week. Like yeah. yeah it felt like it felt like this was this week was a bit more of a a bit more of a setup week for yeah what's to come that day that we've settled down now there's been a little bit of drama we're having a cool down week and next week it kind of kicks off again because like that the, the big the most exciting thing was the engine part failing and glenn ringing around half the world and bringing a part in from Amsterdam and Colin mansplaining the process of uh, the engine, you know, and what was going on. Yeah. I like that I guess- because I, like, I wouldn't know. And even sitting there going, how the fuck was he figuring that out? Oh, my God. Like, I was glad he explained because I wouldn't have had a clue. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's nice to see that side of it. This is why I love it, Object. This is why I don't think it gets the credit it deserves. But um, the guests seem nice. Like they don't seem dramatic. They seem like they just want to have a good time. They're not. Do you not remember them from last year? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they were fun. They just want to have a drink, like have a laugh. That's all they care about. My kind of guest. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Chase was a bit weird this week. Yeah. What's going on? What's going on with Chase? I I don't know. Just trying to crack jokes, but they just were not funny. And did not carry over. Like, he seems to be just rubbing everyone up the right. He just seems to be just irritating people with the way he's going on. He seems very irritated himself, though. Maybe he just fucking hates all the drama. Would rather just have a laugh, have a good time. And it's just a little bit too serious for him. Like, because I felt I felt that's what he was trying to do in this episode. He was just trying to promote fun. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It just doesn't seem to be like, I mean, look, we had this discussion about the crossover of the humor and it just kind of fallen flat. Um, but I just he's trying to he's trying to make jokes with the girls and it's I think it's just falling flat with them full stop. Like Mads is American, she get the humor and she's not exactly biting on it. Lucy is just ew. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's all seems just a bit forced. Yeah, I'm excited to see if next week his like Lucy snapping at him is because he just won't leave her alone, just keeps at her. Like I want to see more of that. I want to see what happens there. Yeah, because even like Mads and Gary getting together, like that was just like, oh, here we go again. There was nothing new, exciting. Yeah, like I mean, they they set they set up they were gonna you know spray paint the wheelhouse, but that didn't that they thought better of it then, and Gary got sent to bed and got to probably you know tug on his boat in front of two other in front of two other guys. I have a question about that, right? It's like 
you seen them at the d- dinner table and Mads and Alex were just flirting and flirting and flirting and you seen Gary get a little bit jealous. Now, is, is it a boy thing where, like, sloppy seconds doesn't mean nothing to a, a fella? Like, I mean, if that was me, wouldn't my shy go anywhere near him? I'd be like, fuck that. No, he wants to be a whore, I'll be pops. Like, I just wouldn't. Whereas Gary was like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to rob her. I'm going to take her from Alex just to massage my own ego. But, I mean, it's a bit gross. Like, it's, it's, no. Well, Don't he was there it. first. Gary was there first. Again, he only got there first because, I mean, look, you, you have to see it. She has zero interest in Gary when she's sober. She gets a few beer goggles on her and she's in. And I'm like, how does Gary not see that? Why is that? Why does that not bother him? Because he's Uncle Creepy. He's Uncle Creepy. And he's got this young one that once she gets a few drinks on her is, you know, putting in his hands because nobody else has actually had the balls to make a move. And he's in there. Well, I like the way Alex is handling it. Like, you hear him say it yourself, he's my boss, I don't want to get too messy, I'll just leave it, I'll just walk away. And I like that. Fair play to him. Yeah, like, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be a thing. Yes, is she probably the most attractive one on the boat? Probably. But, is she? you know, you're there for two or three weeks. Like, it, it's only a lack of options. It's not that, you know, this is the be end and all, an end all, the last woman in the world. It's just, you know, a four or five week charter season that these are the only females that are on offer. You know, you can wait till you get off the boat. Well, is she the prettiest? Do you think? Um, I think, I think they all have their own sort of individual looks. And there are the three, I think the four of them are quite different. I think the four of them are very different. I think Daisy's a bit more, she's a bit more that kind of slightly older, sophisticated vibe. Lucy is, you know, the glamour party girl, big eyelashes, that kind of side of things. Alicia is probably a bit more, I'd say, outdoorsy, not tomboyish, but probably bordering on that. And then Mads is just young. So that's four. Start to get a bit, get a bit of drama from next week, and hopefully yeah. things, uh, things. I hope it's start. not like a big anticlimactic moment where, like, they're both drunk, they have a snog, they wake up the next day and decide, like, nah, like that's it. Sorry about that. Didn't mean that to happen. I don't want that. I want to show them to like make babies together and get married. Here, listen. Anyone that's followed our social media knows we've put a lot of time and effort into content on that on that particular part of this season. And if it turns yeah. out to be anticlimactic, we have just wasted so much time yeah. creating stuff based around that narrative. And um, yeah, we are absolutely going to be good at. Yeah, I want like a reunion where the two of them are sitting there together, hand in hand, letting us all know that they're in a relationship. That's what I want. Yeah, that would just perfect boat romance. So, moving from not a lot of drama to fire, Marta's oh. Vineyard. Man, this is episode three, and every single week is delivered. Oh my God. I was like, how are we even going to talk about this? 
So I think the best thing for us to do is literally start at the start and work our way through. So starting at the start, I picked up where Phil, who the fuck is Phil? Hurricane Phil. Like he literally came in and then was gone again. You know, so it finished with him. I thought like, oh, maybe there might be a fight with him in a mirror, but there wasn't. There wasn't. They broke it up. And then Jordan went in on him. I absolutely loved that moment. She was not going to take his bullshit. She wasn't intimidated by him. She was like, who the fuck is Phil? Fair play to her. That really went from zero to 100 in a fraction of a second. Like yeah. Jordan came in kind of all sort of, okay, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to, you know, let's have a conversation. There's no point in, you know, throwing more fuel on the fire. And I really think Phil just irritated the shit out of her by saying, well, I told you you were cute. And yeah. she just seemed to lose it in, in a matter of seconds. He fucking triggered her. But not fairness, if it's harder only told me he was going to shit in my toilet next, I would have fucking shit down his throat. Like, uh, no, <laughs> gone. <laughs> oh, God. Now I can just see the emails. Now we're gonna have, we're gonna have some listener who to the, to them that's like a massive turn on. And Donna's gonna be getting offers now to fly out to arts foreign offers of big money to shit in somebody's mouth. Over to Dubai and do that one. Remember that Dubai party or party oh God, Dubai? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, look, that sort of stuff goes on in the world. There are people out there who like that. So maybe let's not be putting it out there that we could be open to any such kind of offers. <laughs> Although, I don't know. Although, the way Donna's been going on about the price of our back garden, you know, one trip to Dubai, pal, will cover that and a holiday for next year. So you're, you could be good. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Yeah, so, I mean, look, we said it ourselves last week. He he was going to go. We, we'd be lucky if we saw him again. And we were right. He was gone. There was a houseboat. He was violent. Immediately gone. I have a question for you. Do you agree with Mariah being gone? Yes. And I. the only reason I was happy with that decision was because it meant it was fair across the board. But I felt when they voted for Phil to be gone, which was great, it was like, oh, well, who invited him has to tell him he has to go. And I didn't like that because I felt Jasmine was being a bit snotty about it. Like, whereas her and her husband are the ones that decided to book the house, asked all the people to go. So it was like she was almost not one up in Brie, but like, I can't think of putting it into a better set of words. And then I loved... When it came up about Mariah, they voted for her to go and it, then Jasmine had to tell her because she invited her. And I was just like, now, fuck you, because that's what you deserve, because you should have been the one. You and Silas should have been the ones to tell him he has to go because of how he was acting. Like with Bria going from telling me you have to go. He was liable like that, as he did with Jordan, to lose the head and go on a mad one. Yeah. yeah. I do think there was a little element of tiff for tat with that whole okay Mariah's gotta go like I don't think Bria disagreed with Phil having to go I think she was I think she was on board with that she didn't pull up any sort of argument she saw 
the way he was said, look, this ain't going to work out. I can deal with him afterwards. He's my friend. It's not a big deal. But she saw, and when Jasmine threw the jab in about the telling her to go, you could see the gears turning. And it was like, hold on. Hang on a fucking second, girl. You're not going to throw that shit back at me without repercussions. And I've got the yeah. perfect situation here. Now I can get rid of Mariah, who I thought I was going to have to kind of stomach for two weeks and, you know, try and make peace with. But Phil's given me the option now to get rid of that bitch because nobody's going to be able to turn around and say, well, no, that's different because it's not. Well, I completely disagree. I think, okay, Phil was an asshole. He was an asshole. Do I agree with him not being there? No, I'm glad he's gone because he just wasn't the right fit. Okay. But when Jordan went downstairs to have a conversation with him and then the next day when Shanice rang him to have a conversation with him, that was them giving him an opportunity, an opportunity to fix it. Mariah didn't get the same opportunity. Mariah didn't get to have a conversation where she could have apologized to Bria, you know, no point in saying she should have done it in the club that night. No, that wasn't the time or place. But she didn't get that, that opportunity the next day to, you know, maybe have a conversation with her, maybe apologize, maybe let her know how she was feeling. So now I feel exactly what you've said. Bria used Mariah to get to Jasmine more so than anything else. And for that, I think, nah, Mariah should have had a chance. I was yeah. sad to see her go. I see your, I do see your point. I see where, yeah, I don't think. But remember, Phil got Phil got kicked out before while everything was still hot. Like they didn't let it sleep. They didn't let anyone sleep on it. There wasn't a case of right, look, just everyone go to fucking bed and we'll sort this shit out in the morning. It was all done in the heat of the moment. So who the fuck knows what would have happened if they'd have just let Phil sleep on it. Like, look, there's no one going to tell me Phil wasn't coked up to the eyeballs. And <laughs> I don't care. Fucking sue me. I don't have a penny. Um, Phil had to be coked up to the eyeballs because nobody comes in like that. There's no normal human being comes in that hot to a situation, throwing shade and shit at people he does, literally, at people he doesn't even know. So, you know... In the cold light of day, maybe when he's calmed down, maybe things go a little bit differently. But he wasn't even given that up. Now, I'm not saying he should. I think they were right. Fuck that. He kind of was given that opportunity the next day when Shanice rang him on the phone and he was just as rude and ignorant to whore. Yeah, but he was gone at that stage. He'd been kicked out at that stage. He was going to be sore about being kicked out. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, let's face it. He's This has to be the record for the shortest ever character appearance in a bravo show yeah i think you're right i wouldn't imagine anyone right. was ever brought in and kicked out as quick no like I we've don't. seen we've seen below deck staff last like two days three days maybe one charter and gone but they always last at least a couple of episodes feel that Phil didn't last 40 minutes on screen between last week's and this week's episode. Yeah. He didn't even make a full episode. I still think, 
I still think Mariah should have had a chance. Like, I just think, well, it's a bit much. But oh. then as well, no one, like, like that, uh, no one defended her or said, wait, now, let's think about it. But then as well, she wasn't messing with the group. So was it like, oh, we can just get rid of her now and use this as the excuse? That's... I don't know. What age do you have to be to turn around and be in a room full of people and somebody's not meshing with them and your forced train of thought is, oh, they're not making an effort. I mean, at their age, should they not be saying, oh, maybe this person's struggling. Let me go and have a chat. Let me see if they're all right. Let me try and include them a little bit more. Like, some people find it fucking hard to walk into a group of people and find their place. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here, right? And like you both know what I'm what I'm what I'm gonna get at here. I have been on numerous, numerous holidays and situations where there has been people who have been brought in from outside groups and outside friendships into the mix. It has never ever gone well. It has always ended in disaster. Every single time, without exception, with no exceptions, it's always ended in disaster. You cannot mesh groups together in that way and not get drama. It doesn't work. It's human nature because it's an outsider. At the end of the day, we are primal creatures. And when you have your pack that you're there together... And there's somebody from the outside, even if they're friends with a member of the pack, they're not your pack. So it's gonna, it doesn't take much to set shit off. True. True. I just, I don't know. I just liked her. I said this from day one. I know you didn't, but I, I did. Knew. I liked day her. Day one, I said she's gonna be hassle. Yeah, I liked her, you see. So, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> the start of the show, like, can I just say one thing? I was thinking about this yesterday and I was like, you know, she should have harnessed her inner Phoebe Buffet because at the end of the day, like Phoebe went from being on the streets and like she sort of reined herself in a bit. That girl still had that homeless shit mentality. You know, you don't come on my shit. <laughs> and it was she funny. said that somebody was trying to rob her cardboard box. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. It comes out the next fucking day that the whole thing was Amir's fault. Amir is the one who mixed up the motherfucking washing. And he was just so funny. He was like, I tried to tell you. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, but he's not listening. He did not try. He just went like this. I swear (laughs) to God, like, even when they showed it in slow motion from last week, he's like, I was like, all that fucking drama because of a man adding the fucking washing in. <laughs> I have to say, it was brilliant. But the best thing about it was nobody was hacked off about it. Nobody turned it. Somebody just turned around and said, why did you say something? But that was it. Nobody was like going off on him. Nobody went and said, that's all your fucking fault. You caused all that shit and caused more yeah. drama. It, it was almost like they were all just happy to see the back of Mariah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a bit surprised at that, that no one was like, oh, my God, like that girl's gone home because of some music. 
<laughs> I like him here. He's one of my favourites. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, the next bomb that dropped then was the Fatal Attraction bomb. Oh. I was not expecting that nugget of information to land on our laps in episode three. Well, like, can we just, we'll just roll it back. Roll it back slightly. And we started to see what Shanice was all about when it was shower time. Yeah, with the ditties. I mean. I don't know. I'm a man. So, you know, we don't get out of a shower with our tackle hanging out and walking into a girl or walking into a girl to have a chat with them because most girls that will be off. There's very few girls that would be, you know, tongue hanging out and go running after you. That doesn't happen. Yeah, well, look, call me judgy. But when a female does that to a man, that's her throwing herself at said man. 100%. That's she was doing. Yeah, but, but it works. Herself. It works. But it didn't in this case. Because he, he wants Jordan, so he's like, yeah. no, I'm not going near her. And you could see even Preston was like... Maybe did he want Jordan, right? Or had he too received the article in his DMs? <laughs> and he was just being nice about it. Yeah, maybe. I didn't think of that. Yeah, so yeah. let's just catch the listener up. And in case you know you don't watch Martha's Vineyard or you're living under a rock, this Shanice one has an ex boyfriend. Um, he's an actor, he's he's up and coming. I've seen him in a couple of small things, and it ended badly. And apparently. She went all fatal attraction on his ass, text messages, sending food to his door, emails, ringing him in the middle of the night, full on stalker crazy shit. Sleeping in her car outside his house. Yeah, sleeping in her car outside his house. I mean, probably boiled a couple of bunnies. Yeah. If you were to believe the papers. I, I worked with a girl who did that she was with a guy one night they had a one night stand and uh she kept going after him and she rang him one night and said uh, oh i'm outside your house and he was in the house he was in the apartment or the, the the house and he said oh i'm gone out for the night and i'm not there she sat in the car all night he was in the house could see her sitting in the car and oh. uh she got nicknamed the milk bottle because she was oh on God. the doorstep <laughs> all night <laughs> I know this girl who was going out with this guy and he dumped her ass. And anyway, she got a few drinks into her and then she demanded that her friend drive her to his house. She fell out of the car, rolled around his front garden, vomited all over it. She went into work the next day and everyone was looking at her funny. And she's like, what the fuck are they all looking at me for? Turns out that he had had a party in his house, invited all his colleagues back, who was also her colleagues, by the way. And they were all looking out the window at her, rolling around his front garden, vomiting, with her two friends desperately trying to carry her back into the car. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'd die if something like that happened to me, but yeah, I know, girl. Scarlet for that person, whoever they are. <laughs> You'd be absolutely mortified if you were an adult thinking back and having done something that stupid. Die, I would die. Like, I don't know what age she was. I think she might have been about 18. But anyway, I'd be mortified. But yeah, yeah. I can just imagine yeah. how our friends sitting in the car felt looking at her. <laughs> Can't 
can't remember our name. Can't remember. No, no. Her, her name and the friends in the situation completely escaped me. But anyway, let's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> oh. But yeah, so Shanice is a fucking crackpot. Is basically yeah. the gist of it. Yeah, and like I don't know, like, and then you had you saw in all the confessionals where the girls were desperately trying to convince us that none of this shit was true <laughs> and I didn't buy it I'm sorry I believe everything <laughs> I believe everything that was in that marriage 110% I believe it so yeah she's a bunny piler and Alex is just giving her a white bear fair play Alex I like Alex yeah he's dead right and I love the way he, when he said about uh, his space and how she was invading his personal space because People, like, especially, I suppose, men wouldn't do that because you would just feel like, oh, you have to accept it. But it was nice that yeah. he decided, no, I'm going to say this now because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. He's not it shy. Get- the question, doesn't it? It's like, you know, we still, unfortunately, live in a society where, you know, we kind of mock the fact that men should rightly have the same kind of respect when it comes to boundaries and you know everything but there is still this you know thing where it's like even she said to herself you're afraid of me i'm not gonna hurt you i'm five for seven and 180 pounds like you know that kind of way and it's like no bitch respect his boundaries i got chills when she said that i, I actually got like goosebumps i got chills i was like oh my god she is creepy no one yeah. that shit about her and it was real Ooh, like this and I hurt you and it's almost like you could see her with a knife in her hand going I've hurt you absolute yeah. psycho yeah she yeah. is trouble I believe everything I read and yeah I, I just think you know as a man he should be able to have the same kind of rebellion uh, boundaries that a woman puts in place and should have them respected but I don't know look we could go on about that conversation all day about men and how they don't really have the same rights that a woman has because I I had a friend too at one stage and he was sharing a house with a couple of female friends is and like that one of them was very one of the females was very poor on personal space and boundaries and things like that kind of titty incident where, you know, occurred mm-hmm. quite regularly. It's a very uncomfortable situation <laughs> to be in. It really is. And, you know, like, I do really get where Alex is coming from with it. <laughs> oh, God, I just realised you were talking about. But you, then, know, you know them as well, Donna, do you? They're, I know them as well, yeah, I know very well. Probably mutual friends, Barrett's. <laughs> But yeah, so I do hope they touch on that a little bit more in this series. I like the way this series is going. I like that, you know, you're getting it all. You're getting the diversity. You're getting the drama. You're also getting education and things. So I hope that that continues. And I also liked uh, the way it wasn't until he'd done his meditation and his like mindfulness that it came out then that that was an issue for him. Because I find with meditation, that's what it does for you. If you have something going on, but you don't know, just take a few minutes for your mind and then it all kind of comes out. Yeah, a little bit of hygiene for the soul and then you can uh, 
then you can, you know, sort of comfortably address anything that's that's going on in front of you. I think one thing we definitely got educated on this week is the fact that Silas is a fucking head case. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen, this chap, you know, the biggest mistake anyone could have made in their life was meeting someone during lockdown, moving in with them and fucking marrying them and being locked down for the whole duration of your relationship. And then all of a sudden you're let loose and it's like, did I even know this person? And I think that's coming from both sides. I think she doesn't realise what he's like and he has no idea what she's like. But what I don't get is when you meet somebody and, you know, you're in a relationship, well, well, with me anyway, you tell them everything from your past, no matter how embarrassing it is or how like ridiculous it sounds. You have that conversation with them. So even if they weren't there, they know exactly what you're like. You know, like, I don't like nothing. What even? I'm trying to think of what, like, what comes to mind for me with that. But like, there's some stuff I've told you, like, that are just ridiculous. But it's, I think it's good to get that. It, there's an element of get this out there so the person knows me. There's also an element of get this out there because when you come into my circle, these stories eventually get told. And it's better if it comes from you and you've heard it before, before hearing it from them. But there's also those relationships that we've all had. We've all had them in the past. They're all in the past because they never fucking worked where you get with someone and you like them and you're trying to change yourself to fit into their little world and have them think of you. But that's not who you fucking are. And eventually the mask slips or you can't do it anymore. Or, you know, it turns out you don't really like each other in the heel of the real. So, yeah. Did she do that? Did she go in there and change herself to fit into what he wanted or what she thought he wanted it's and then it's hard to change who you are when you're around your friends like you know that kind of way your friends call you out on that bullshit yeah this this is true like i mean look i've i've been there i i've been down this road i was married and did have to sort of hold myself back an awful lot for mm. the person I was with, shout out to Chrissy. And <laughs> well, let's give Nick a little mention, shall we? I oh. mean, he's been putting himself across as this little gentleman with a big wardrobe for the last couple of weeks. Turns out he's nothing but a fuck boy. Dirty, dirty Nick. Man, he's been sliding into DMs all over the gap. Now, I wonder, was it, you know, they like in America, they seem to do it differently to us. So you can, no, you can be going out with someone, but you can still have 40 other people that you're going out with because you're not exclusive. Yeah. And then next week, you're exclusive, so now you can't talk to anyone. Yeah. Like, it is very different over here. We never, we don't, we don't do the label thing over here. It's like, if you, if you go on a tour date with somebody, that's it. You're going out with them. You know, like your boyfriend, yeah. girlfriend. That's just, nobody even has to say it. This whole business of, oh, will you be my girlfriend? We did that when we were 12. 
We moved, that was yeah. the shit we did when we were 12. And you'd hold hands, and you'd have a little snog behind the tree, and you'd try and get an old hand up the jumper. But, like, I mean, that was that was back then. Yeah. I don't get that. I don't get this whole, we'll date, and then you have to be exclusive, and then you're in a relationship. Like, no. It's Sorry. If you text me and ask me out on a date, that's it, bitch. You're mine. Fucking see a text on anyone else, you're dead. <laughs> Who are you fucking texting? Like, what's some bitch fucking texting you for? Get that shit out of here. No. I, I, I am so glad I am past all of that. I'm so glad I, I don't have to live in today's generation where it's all like, you know, websites and all that. It's the only way you'll get a date is by being on the apps and all that. Like, I couldn't do that. I could not do that. This whole time that she's been on screen. Right. So if we're moving on to Summer House, like... We've just had the last episode. I have a few questions for you. Because it feels like this has been a long season. And my opinions at the start of the season to now have changed. Okay. You know, with certain people. Uh, I would give Chris a hard time in the early days. I was like, this chap is a one season wonder. I don't want that anymore. I want to see him again. Uh, Sam. I was the same. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like her. She might be a bit too much for me. I fucking love her. I love her. I love Corey. Bring them both back. Gabby is the same. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about her. But then when I seen their trailer for the reunion and, you know, you see a little bit about how she felt, it's particularly with Sierra. I'm like, yeah, I, I seen that. I saw that. I feel Sierra was a little bit bitter this season. A little bit bitter. And I'm like, hmm, you know, a little bit mean girly. So I want to see Gabby again. I like her now. Uh, Sierra, not so much. Maya, not so much. At the start of the season, I wouldn't have said that about them. Yeah. I Again, I hands up. I said it last week and I apologise and I'll apologise again about Chris because I really, like, he came in first week and I was like, who is this tool? This guy is going to be an absolute clown. I'm really not going to like him. And the opposite. I absolutely love his personality. He's just not as in your face about it Mm. as other people. And Mm. maybe that's a bit why it took me a little bit longer to sort of warm to him. But he is more along the Corey lines, just a bit quieter. He's just not. Corey's just a bit more of a big personality. Um, So I definitely agree with Chris. Corey and Sam. Sam, I can take or leave. Look, I'm very much on the fence about her because of the way things developed with her kissing up to Lindsay and being all team fucking Lindsay. I I just don't know. I I'm on the fence there. Re- I really am. Maya, yeah, I think Maya's just Maya's been a dud, and I'm. Sorry that, like, this has obviously happened to her, but, like, you know, bitch, make your cookies a bit sweeter. Maybe he would have stayed. Um, Sierra, I think, is on the way out. I think Sierra seems detached this season. She doesn't seem as into it as she has been in the past. And we know now, obviously, that Sierra's got her gig as a Victoria's Secrets model, and that would spell usually... A lot of success and probably outside of the Bravo world. She doesn't, she yeah. is unlikely to need that the show as a tool 
to promote her career going forward. She's got her name out there now. That's a big jump to be to move. What I will, what I will say about Sierra is she gets the memo. I mean, Karma Brown and then a fucking avatar. She yeah. gets the memo. Hundred percent. Like I mean, in those, like I mean, she put she put herself in there, even though she didn't. She didn't. It felt like she didn't want to be there, but she put herself in there. It was very clear from the start that her and Gab, that she had a thing about Gabby, that she was unsure about Gabby. And I don't know whether it's that Sierra comes from one type of background compared to Gabby, and she maybe saw Gabby as a little bit of a a little bit up herself, you know, yeah. a bit looking down on people. Like we all remember what, now at the reunion, what Sierra's, you know, and, and whether or not she has the balls to say what our problem is. And so I don't want to see her sitting there denying it. Oh, no, 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 it's in your head. I want, if she has a problem with her, which I think she does, fucking have the balls and say it. Yeah, it wouldn't be Sierra not to air her opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think the problem was Sierra aired her opinions a little too much in the past and it really, it worked against her. And now she's got something to protect. She's got very much got a reputation and a look to cure and keep going in a certain direction. It's not going to be a good look getting in a cafe on telly with somebody mm. that you just don't really get along with. That's not going to fly from a professional standpoint. And that's, well, it's like it's like Maeve just said. Then, if you have other shit going on, other shit to protect, you're not going to be putting your real life on the show. So fuck off. No, exactly. Bye. You know, like it's fine for like, and that's that's the big difference when you see like Kyle and Amanda, like Kyle does have outside interests, but it's an alcohol product. His main world outside it is a, is an alcohol product and showing a good time and having fun and a lifestyle is part of that. So it's yeah. almost like one big advertisement for Loverboy, the way Kyle is. And that's just him being natural. He can be himself and it doesn't matter. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing Paige and Craig's conversation because I was honestly starting to think that she just wasn't that into him. And I really like Craig. So I hope that she sticks to her word. What do you think about Craig, Maeve? I love Craig. I'd love if he became... I do! (laughs) Look, last week... Did you call him a pussy, Maeve? Did you? Call no, him a pussy? I didn't. I didn't call him a pussy. <laughs> she called him a big girl's blouse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bolly. We're going to be real on this shit here. I'm not going to be real on this But like, no, I no, I do really like him. But like, you know me, like anyone. I just, I don't do whinging. I don't do whining, and I don't do crying. No matter if you're a male, female, being whatever you want to be or identify as whatever you do, like it's just it's not me. Like I might be wrong on me, it might be harsh, whatever. But that like it's just I just don't do it. Like what are you crying for? Okay, she got love you, but just suck it up, get on with it. I don't need to see your tears. For for the listener. If I start to question the amount of times that this bitch has been sat on my couch while I've been bawling crying, is that what she's thinking? Maeve was was actually the inspiration behind Frozen. (laughs) She fucking is Elsa. No, no, no. It's different situations. Like, if Peter was crying in the morning, 
God love him, I'd mind it. If you were crying, in... fucking <laughs> <laughs> you'd mind <laughs> for a half an hour, and then you'd be like, um, "Are you finished bitching now? Are you finished whinging? Are you over it?" <laughs> if you were crying, I'd give you a hug. I'd mind you. I'd make sure you're okay. Other people, I'm just like, you're not my circle. You're not my people. I don't need to hear about you crying. Doesn't doesn't wash for me. I'm the opposite. Someone starts crying, I'm crying with them. I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah, but you're a bit too, you're a bit too fucking, somebody starts crying and all of a sudden you're opening your front door, bringing in and cooking them dinners, pal. You're a bit too much on the other way. I, I like to think I'm a kind of a happy medium in between Frosty and fucking Santa Claus here. You know, there's there's a happy medium where you can kind of, you know, you can be empathetic to people at the same time, you know, not fucking letting them sleep in your bed. Yeah. Okay. We'll anyway, we got sidetracked. So I actually know I do really like Craig. Just I'm not into whinging. Uh, I'd like Gabby to come back, but I want her to be more real when she does come back. I want to see more of who she is, not who she's trying to be. Sam, I only want her if Corey's there. I don't want her without Corey because together they're great. Sam, like that, that again, whole running back and forth. Licking up to everyone, like just be who you are and she be talks, like she talks less when with Cardi around. Well, no, it's not even that. Mm. It's like she went in, she was like, Oh, all Kyle and Amanda, that didn't kind of work out. So then she's all, Oh, Lindsay, and then she's just flip flopping. Like, decide to be yourself, put yourself out there, and like you will be accepted. Yeah, What's you're enough, face? kind of. Oh, Chris. Chris, yeah. I know I was like, oh, I can take him or leave him. Some episodes he's great. Other episodes you're like, was he even on the screen? So if he comes back and he's a bit more involved and a bit more lifelike, great. Danielle needs to go. She's not adding anything. Like when Lindsay and Carol don't come back, she just needs to go as well. Like, okay, you come at the weekend, you whinge about your boyfriend. And you're not having a good time. I disagree. Paige stays. Sierra can just go like that, not adding anything. Maya, I never really liked her. I don't think I ever really said it. I just was like waiting for her to warm up. But no, she's just like. So is Oliver. She does. She does. Like she doesn't even like. She goes on about baking cookies, but like you don't even bring them with you. Well, she has done in the past. Uh, yeah, yeah, she has brought cookies. What? But like, just freak fucking bacon. Do you really want to be baking for them animals? Throw a few extra in and you can bring them with you. Like, if I had a cake business in the morning, they're never going to happen. But I'd like to think that I'd be fucking shoving cakes everywhere. Yeah, I'd have to get the fucking doors wide in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or take chairs in Vaseline. I think... I'm looking forward to seeing what Danielle's like when she's not Lindsay and Carl's bitch and uh, when she doesn't have Rob. Yeah. You know, just like a single, a single, a single Danielle could be a different prospect. However, you need single females there with her who are going to be. I see a little bit of chemistry there between her and Chris. So I don't know. The little, yeah, I don't think she's Chris's type. I don't know. I don't think Danielle is Chris's type. I don't think 
And like Danielle's not bad looking, don't get me wrong, but I don't think she fits in what I would imagine the mold of the like. I've look, we've seen the type of girl that Chris has been sort of moving on to at parties and stuff like that. None of them are Danielle. They're not that type. It's yeah, don't just don't see it. Well, who I knows? Do. Who knows? I see, a I see a vibe with two of them, but we sh- we shall see. So yeah. Look forward to the reunion. And then, of course, after that, we'll have Winter House to look forward to, where we'll see most of them again. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd just like to add that whoever, you know, whoever's out there that's listening to the show and stealing all our fucking ideas and putting them out <laughs> on their own on, on social media, like talking about, you know, all star below decks and stuff like that. We're breaking this shit first. <laughs> I love it. So any other...